Hello and welcome to Too Much Time on Hands, the theatrical cut. I'm Terry and as ever I'm joined by Sonia. Hello dear. And you're here for a very, very special episode. Well, in my eyes, a very, very special episode. It's the one I've been waiting for possibly the most. It is Keanu Reeves. Listeners to the podcast know that I have quite the man crush slash love affair with Keanu Reeves. Um, I, I, I think I've managed to shoehorn him into most topics at some point. You have. Um, and yeah, the time has come for him to get his own episode. And yeah, I will try not to draw too much. Uh, so as before, we're going to stick with the time-honoured fashion of snog, marry and avoid. But did you want to start with any notable mentions, Sonia, that didn't make the cut of the three? Yes, I will. I was struggling with my selection for snog um, and Constantine very, very nearly made the cut. It did. I thought that would have been on yours. Yeah. Um, it was very, very close for my two snogs. Um, Constantine has been a, uh, a film that I've liked for many a year. And I, I have it as part of my collection. It comes in a snazzy, shiny box. Um, it's the kind of story that I like. Angels you know, and Demons. Angels and Demons, yeah. And I love the way the angels look in this when they're all dressed in those Tilda suits. Swinton. Oh, my God. So my concern when I was re-watching it, because I haven't watched it for a number of years, was why do I like this film? And now you've just said the words Tilda Swinton. Yeah. Um, she's not in it a massive amount, but she is so amazing in it. Um, I really, really love Constantine. It is about the fight against demons and someone's um, battle to get into heaven rather than hell, and that would be... Uh, Keanu Reeves's character. Yeah. Um, is he called John in it? He's John Constantine. John yeah, he's Constantine, a DC yeah. comic book character. Okay, but you've lost me now. Um, <laughs> in the comics, he's a blonde little puddlian. So not interested. Um, I, yeah, I do like it. It's, it's very dated now. Yeah, I um, didn't rewatch it because I was so sure it'd be on your list. I thought there's no point wasting my time because it. I won't it, get to talk about it, it. Very, it very nearly was. It was so so close. If I could have two snogs. I would <laughs> with Keanu Reeves just two snogs ever for anyone I'll take them for anyone um, if I could have two snogs I would but yeah um, I like Constantine a lot yeah no I think it's a really good film it's proper like the aesthetic of it mm. um, I think it's a really good role from Keanu as well with it uh, so this has been a very very tough task for me trying to get this down to three I would have loved to have done Keanu as a topic when we were just rattling through everything they've ever done um, I mean a few of the films I've talked as we said I've shoehorned in obviously like Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey is a film I love but it didn't make the cut for me uh, the John Wick films haven't made the cut um, just because I just couldn't pick out I didn't want them as a snog because I don't think they're really a recommend because of just how big they are everyone knows the John Wick films um, and even going back to like the shit 90s action films he made like Chain Reaction and I feel, again, this is one I p didn't pick because it's come up in another topic. Speed has not made my list in any way, shape or form because uh, I talked about that during comfort films and I have watched that in the run-up and it's still fucking phenomenal. Um, so we're going to we're gonna go for a shit sandwich this week rather than starting on the voyage. We're going to do our snog, then our avoid and then our marry. So obviously, Sonia, we've just heard what nearly made the cut as your snog. What did make the cut as your snog? John Wick. <laughs> 
that was uh, kind of, that was kind of funny listening lol. to you saying oh yeah it's it too obvious make my snog, it's too obvious um which is why one I've, or two one so let me just be clear two is a perfectly good action film it's not a fucking patch on number one um I bought two, watched it, traded it straight back in. I don't need that on my shelf. Um, number one. Um, so the reason I chose John Wick as Snog, and, and at first I was thinking, yeah, it's too obvious. Now, as Terry said at the start of the episode, Terry is a massive Keanu Reeves fan. I, however, am not. Um, Blasphemous. And I knew this episode was going to be hard because I thought potentially Terry and I could could fall out over this. And Terry really struggled to pick his snog, Mary, and avoids for the exact same opposite reason that I struggled to pick them. It was because I was thinking all his films are terrible. But actually, the more I looked into it, the more I realised I like a lot of Keanu Reeves' films. I just find him to be a very wooden actor. Now, this upsets me because when I see interviews and clips with him and watch special features... I love Keanu Reeves. Oh, he's such a nice guy. And he comes across so well. It's almost as if when he starts acting, he turns off his personality. And what comes through is a piece of wood. Um, Which is why I chose John Wick as my snog. Because for me, it is a recommend. Because there must be other people out there who don't massively rate him as an actor. And I'd, pr- I'd pretty much all be- I'd given up on Keanu Reeves. I was like, we're, never, we're not going to get anything good out of him now because whatever I see, I'm seeing a piece of wood just go- going through the motions. But then John Wick comes along and one of, the, one of the absolute best things about it, which is why I think Keanu Reeves works so well in the role, is he hardly really speaks, yeah. um, which is brilliant. I love the setup of the film, you know, if anyone hasn't seen John Wick, and I thoroughly recommend that everyone sees it, it's such a brilliant action film. Um, I've I've not spoken to one single person who doesn't like John Wick. I remember seeing it when it came out. And um, everyone I've spoken to since about John Wick has had nothing but positive mm. things to say about it. You know, a guy who's on his own, his wife's died, and these, he's an ex-hitman, and these guys come along and... And kill his dog. <laughs> I like, imagine that was hard for you to watch. Yeah, because, you know, when I re-watched it for this, I was just thinking, oh, fuck, 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 fuck. Because I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. And f- that just absolutely must be like, I, I couldn't imagine anything worse. Um, but the way he just goes, then just absolutely fucking crazy yeah. over these guys. It's just, but it's so cool and collected with it. Yeah. Um, you know, always looking very dapper, and it's it's just so cool as well. Mm. Um, and the world they build, yeah, and he's so cool in it. I was disappointed with number two. I really don't think it's a patch on number one, um, and I know that it was always going to be a trilogy. But for me, I would have just had number one. Um, but yeah, Keanu Reeves as an ex-hitman who comes out of retirement to seek revenge on the people that killed his dog is brilliant. Everyone should watch John Wick. And I would say it has a place in everyone's film collection as well. However you choose to collect your films. Apparently some people pay for them on 
on like digital things and have a digital copy of it and doesn't have it on their shelf. What the hell is that about? Um, uh, you need a physical. Um, but yes, that's my snog. Yeah, it's just they agree with everything and say that I just love the world that they build with like the gold coins and the ringing for a dinner reservation to get rid of the bodies and the continental. You didn't even get to love Joy being the head of the, no. the hitmen. I thought we were um, talking about Keanu. <coughs> yeah, but he's just a great character, isn't it? Yeah. <coughs> and I love um, that he's British as well. Yeah. He's got to be... Br- I, I don't think Ian McShane could do an American accent. He's just... I thought he does an American accent in Deadwood. Uh, I guess so, yeah. But that's like an old Westy sort of Englishy accent. Um, so I went back and forth on my snog as well. I didn't mention it in Notable Mentions. So... The one I've gone for, I've gone for ahead of another one because the other one I've spoken about. So it was very nearly The Day the Earth Stood Still, which I think is a brilliant film and an amazing Keanu performance. Much like Sonia's just said, because of how drawn out he is, how cold and callous he is as Klaatu. But what I've gone for instead is 47 Ronin. Uh, so this is probably a film that not many people have seen because it absolutely fucking bombed at the cinema. It cost something like $200 million to make and made about 50 at the cinema. It's since found a bit of an audience on DVD and Blu-ray, but essentially it is 47 Ronin, obviously 47 um, Samurai Without a Master. That's what Ronin means. It's when like, a master has died or they've been cast aside from their master. Uh, in this case, you have a master who is... Essentially, so, oh. so Keanu Reeves is... Are you right there, dear? Yeah. Are so you getting all flustered already? I'm getting flustered just thinking about Keanu and his beard and his long hair. Um, so he rocks up as, as obviously an American man in China. Um, and we first off, the film starts with him as a child and they find him. He's got these scars and he's talking about demons. And essentially, they keep him as the hired help but that's the nicest thing they could possibly do. He's not allowed to live in the main town. He lives in the outskirts, but he helps them with everything. And this is like a feudal China where you've got like beasts and you've got these dragons and stuff like that. It's very sort of fantastical, clearly sort of lent, like pulled on from like the Lord of the Rings where they just wanted to throw in all these mystical characters. Um, there's some sort of samurai tournament, but one of the other masters wants to win, so he poisons Keanu Reeves's master's samurai. So Keanu Reeves, not wanting his master to be disgraced, puts on the samurai outfit and fights for him. Unfortunately, his helmet comes off and he's obviously shown to be fighting as a samurai when he's not allowed to be a samurai because he is not of the right bloodline and he doesn't have the right, the respect to do this. So his master has to commit, is it Harry Carey they call it, where he has to kill himself, like cut his guts open and sacrifice himself for like the good. All the other samurai are then made into ronins, and the film then cuts to a year later, and it's the 47 ronin with Keanu Reeves as part of that, going on a revenge mission against this um, thing. It's apparently based on a true story. Obviously, the beastie element is not, but it is based on these 47 ronin who avenge, avenge their samurai um, yeah, master, against all the odds, against hundreds and hundreds of samurai, but they earned back the respect. It's it's a weird film because essentially they win, they kill the bad guy, but the shogun, who's obviously the head of the country, his reward for these 47 Ronin is that, okay, you're now samurais, so you get to kill yourselves in Harry Carry too. 
So their ultimate victory is that they get to kill themselves. Amazing. So yeah, so the end of the film is literally all of these Ronin who are now samurai, including Keanu Reeves, literally committing Harry Carey and killing themselves. Um, but yeah, it's just... It's obviously got lots of sword fighting, lots of kung fu in it. I'm imagining they lent on Keanu Reeves as part of this. A, so they had a star name in it because the rest of the cast is entirely like Asian and Oriental. Um, and also, obviously, from The Matrix where he got a bit of a thing for martial arts. Um, it's it's on the two-hour mark, but it's just one of those films where you can just switch it off. Not switch it off. <laughs> pop it on. Switch off your brain. <laughs> Literally. Put it in and turn it straight back off again. Uh, switch off your brain and just like enjoy it. It looks really good. Like the effects in it are really good. Say so there's like there's dragons, there's these weird demon-y things. But yeah, it's just a film that you could just enjoy watching. And yeah, I, as always, I rate Keanu within it. Is it on Netflix? Yes. Lovely. Yes, it is. I have it on Blu-ray and I watched it on Blu-ray, but it is available on Netflix. It's got a lovely embossed cover. Nice. Okay, now we're moving on to the avoids. Yes. Now... I feel like I could get upset here. No, I don't. <coughs> Possibly. Now, I had to think long and hard about this, and I rewatched a number of films. Um, I watched some films for the first time, and I rewatched some films, because I have quite a few Keanu films in my, in my collection. Um... I still maintain that he's wooden. Um, but there are certain films that become iconic and I s they still have bad actors in them. Star Wars, for example, <laughs> you know. Um, and my avoid um, was very nearly the Matrix trilogy. Um, because I rewatched the Matrix and... Yeah, but then... I thought, no, I could, I could just have two and three in my voice. I mean, I agree that two and three don't live up to the hype of one. Um, but I value our friendship. <laughs> and so we're packing my bags there. Although The Matrix does not do it all for me anymore, I could still see as I was watching it iconic enough iconic things in it well it is an iconic film I still maintain he's not good in it um, but I went for a film that I do think is truly bad and I'm going to have to um, rely on you and your knowledge of Keanu to really help me out here because this could be a very short segment because my choice for Avoid is the film Johnny Mnemonic <laughs> and I am choosing to avoid it. I had no fucking clue what was going on. I can't really tell you too much about it other than he was plugging things into his head. Um, I watched it and at the end of it, I had no clue what I had watched other than it looked really now. It's got Henry Wallins in it, hasn't it? Probably, yeah. It's been or a while since I've seen it getting confused oh no i think i said to you it's got dolph lundgren in it yeah. hasn't it and i said when you're watching a film and dolph lundgren's the best actor in it you're in trouble um i i didn't like the way it looked i know it's of an era 95 and some things you can look back and they look of a time but they still look decent whereas this just looked dated and naff but i 
genuinely it finished and I didn't know what I'd watched. I didn't understand it. So Terry, if you could give any kind of clue as to what the plot of Johnny Mnemonic is so it's been for a, our listeners. It's been a while, but essentially it's like set in the future and he is a data carrier. So essentially he's got a hard drive in his head and people upload stuff to his hard drive and then he delivers it to someone else and they download it off the hard drive. And if I remember, something is put in there that he somehow finds out what it is and there's lots of people after the information. He's basically got to keep himself safe. So that essentially then they're after him. They're after him, but they're after the contents of his hard drive. Yeah. But yeah, they're, they're but chasing him But by definition then, they must be yeah. after him. And am I right in thinking that to be able to do that job, he had to erase some of his memories? Yeah, he had to like make space. Yeah. Because yeah, he's like... Because I think it even might be... Say it's been a while. It might even be that the information he's storing... Like alludes to his past that he can't, that he can no longer remember, or something like that. What do you think of the film? So it's been a long time. It is a it is a mess of a film. Um, I haven't seen it probably for a good ten years. Did you buy it? Hmm. How did I watch it? Because it's not on Netflix. Ah. I found a DVD copy of it, not at my house. Uh. My mum had a copy of Minority Report but it came in a double pack All right. and her copy of Johnny Mnemonic had never been opened and I went oh I'm doing Keanu Reeves I'll watch this and I watched it I was like what the fuck I, was like, I wouldn't mind borrowing that um, if it's okay with your mum uh, she hates you she's, she'd rather take it to CEX for 1p <laughs> she'd rather throw it into a pile of shit um, but yeah, no, I remember, because obviously we're talking 95, so we're talking that this is post-speed, so this is when he sort of blew up as an action star. But it um, looks so much older than that. Do you know yeah. what I mean? No, I know what you mean, because sometimes when they go for like heavy special effects, but without mm. the budget, it ages them horribly. Cause if you think like, Especially when it's like computer-based. Yeah. You think of like... Um, the Lawnmower Man and stuff like that from the early 90s. That looks fucking dreadful now. When I say computer-based, I mean the storyline, not the effects. Yeah. But yeah, no. Yeah, I, so I can't remember too much. I remember not understanding it myself, but I would have been watching it as what, like a 12-year-old who was just in love with Keanu Reeves. It was one of those things that I was watching it and I, in all honesty, if we weren't doing Keanu for the pod I would have just turned it off and forgotten about it but I was kind of like annoyed that I had to stick with it I could have turned it off and we would have been talking about the Matrix now but um, yeah just oh what a hot mess awful I'm, in I'm interested to see what your avoid is because I'm, I'm gonna just guess there's nothing here now <laughs> no I have one oh um, so it's it's a fairly recent film, 2015, directed by Eli Roth, who is a very hit-and-miss oh. director. Uh, it is the film Knock Knock. Yeah, I've not seen this. Um, which I've seen it a few times on Instagram, so I don't know if you know, on Netflix, there's a film called Don't Knock Twice, and a couple of times it's appeared as Don't Knock Twice, and then the next film next to it is Knock Knock. So if you read it, it says Don't Knock Twice, Knock Knock, which is kind of funny by the Netflix people. Yeah. Uh, and that's the highlight of this film. <laughs> and that's um, all I have to say on it. So this is a film where Keanu Reeves plays a husband and father. His family are away somewhere. And I think he's due... No, they're away and they're due to come back. He's like staying at home working. I think he's an artist or something like that. Um, two beautiful young women appear at his door. Like they've got come for a party. They've ended up at the wrong place. And they're like, can we just come in and wait for our Uber? 
Um, and he's like, of course you can, come on in. And I mean, I don't know if it was their, I can't remember if it was their plan all along and there wasn't actually a part in it, it was just, we're going to pick on this guy. But essentially they get into his house, they mess with him a bit. He ends up having sex with both of them because that's what you do when you let two girls into your house. Uh, and then from that point on, it turns into a sort of really shit horror film where they're just like trashing the house, refusing to leave. He's getting all worried because his wife and child, wife and children are coming home. And it just, it's almost like a sort of home invasion kind of film, but he's probably brought it on himself. So you don't, mm. you don't really feel sorry for him as a character because he's, if he'd kept it in his pants, he'd be fine. But he didn't do that. Um, and yeah, so it just escalates more and more where they're just doing more and more horrible things. And they're sort of saying, if you do this, we'll go. If you do this, we'll go. And he does stuff and then they still won't go and they make it do more. And at one point they say, you realise that we're actually, she's only 15, so you're, you're actually going to go to jail. That's why you need to do all this stuff. And it's just, I mean, although I love him, I can admit he is not the best actor in the world. And this film does not showcase any of his slight acting ability in any way, shape or form. Did you just say slight acting ability? Yeah. Um, it's just... So I say it's Eli Roth, who I think is a very hit and miss director. Uh, one of the women is his wife. So I feel like he almost made this film as a vehicle for his wife. Eli sort of, Roth's wife? Yes. Right. Uh, Keanu Reeves does not have a wife. Um, of course not. No, I did know that. Uh, he's had quite the troubled personal life. Um, and yeah, it's just really shit. It's... Yeah, there's nothing to like about the film because sometimes when it's a horrible film like that, you can enjoy them getting their comeuppance. But so you don't care what they're doing; they're just really horrible characters. Like, all of them are horrible characters. He's because like, his friend comes around and I think they kill his friend, and it's just. Was it on Netflix? It was on Netflix. It's like the story I told at the beginning about "Don't knock twice, knock knock." Oh yeah. <laughs> Thanks for listening, son. Uh, I don't know if it currently still is. I don't think it is because I think. It was for a time. I think I looked looked him up and I could only find... Yeah, I think it was 47 Ronin. Oh, because I did watch... Um... Uh, there's some film with Lily Collins where yeah. he plays a doctor or something. Oh, if... To the bone or something. It He's so rubbish in it. I'm sorry, but... Oh, anyway. That's a stinker. Don't even waste your time watching that. Well, in general, it's a stinker or Keanu's a stinker He's in a it. stinker in it. And otherwise, if you're... Obviously, I only watched it cause for him... It's not a film that I particularly want to watch again. It's a film about people with eating disorders. So it's not like a, yay, I'm going to watch this again. Do you know what I mean? Um, but if you're just going to watch it for Keanu, don't fucking bother. Um, Lily Collins is all right in it, though. Um, all yeah. right, so let's move on to what I imagine was the hardest category for you, Sonia. I, um, Marry. This was actually the easiest category um, because I knew my answer straight away. Bill and Ted. I mean... Excellent adventure or bogus journey? Well, I was always... I kept saying bogus journey, but I'm going to go excellent adventure because I saw that one first. Um, so I know... I feel like... Well, not I feel like. I've had that one for longer in my life. Now, when I was at school, I remember being um, an age at school. I'm not going to give it away. <laughs> and I was obsessed with Keanu Reeves in this film. Mm -hmm. um, my sister had posters all over yeah, her wall. same. Um, I absolutely loved him and I used to like act out scenes from the film with uh, one of my school friends I just absolutely I it loved Ted, it then. yeah who who would choose to be Bill um, I made my friend be Bill um, <laughs> I, I just 
I absolutely loved it and I still do. And I recently saw um, saw them again together, uh, the two films, yeah. not, not the actual actors. Um, it's... See, for me, this is like a perfect film for Keanu. This is the closest... I'm not saying that he's dumb in any way, but this is like, I feel like, is the film that really shows his personality. Whereas other films, I don't think you really get any of that through. And I think that's why it sort of sticks with me. Because I don't... I don't get mad when I'm watching it. I get mad when I watch actors being bad because I'm like, how are they, how were they the best choice for this film? Yeah. Mm. But Bill and Ted is so perfect. So for anyone who has not seen Bill and Ted, and if you haven't seen Bill and Ted, you really need to take a good long look at yourself. Probably reevaluate your life yeah. choices. Especially if you're listening to, wasting your time listening to this podcast. Yeah. Um, so very, very briefly, you've got Bill and Ted. Um, Keanu Reeves plays Ted Theodore Logan. Him and his best mate, Bill are... Bill S. Preston Esquire. Bill S. Preston Esquire. They are best friends at school. They are... They're kind of dumb, I guess. Yeah. They're not really hitting their grades. They've got a. They've got to hit uh, a certain... Res, uh, you know, a certain grade to, to pass... I imagine um, if it was a remake or something, they'd definitely be stoners now, wouldn't they? Yeah. Um, but they've got, they've got their band, Wild Stallions, and they, they just want to play music and they don't really want to do school, but they've got to do school because, you know, that's, that's the done thing. But they've got to do this history presentation. Um, and that's when they meet Rufus, who yeah. comes to greet them from the future. Yeah. And it turns out that Bill and Ted need to... Um, pass this history exam because they, they, they play a very important role in the future yeah, of the could, earth. They essentially create world peace. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so Rufus lends them a time machine which they use to go back in time and pick up various famous historical characters which they then bring back to San Dimas where the film is set, where their high school is and they, they use those historical uh, figures to present their history exam yeah. which of course is brilliant everyone loves it everyone stood up and cheering I and mean, i don't know what kind of school you went to terry but i know full well that when i handed in a history exam no one fucking clapped and cheered yeah um but i didn't have a time machine so maybe no. that's maybe that's where i fell down yeah. maybe that's why <coughs> i needed got the time a traveling phone booth um and then all's well that ends well um it's a comedy it's heartfelt it's it's very clever the, it's very iconic. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've watched loads of clips as well. Quite a few people, because we, we put our usual sort of pleas for help on uh, Facebook and Instagram, and Terry and I were sent a, uh, some video clips of Keanu by Carly. Thank you, Carly. Yeah. But there were some clips on the Graham Norton show where he's still asked to do the excellent... Whoa. Yeah, excellent um, from um, Bill and Ted. And it's so... So many years have passed. And you think he's done all these other films, and no matter yeah. what you think of him, he has obviously done very iconic films. And I think he's now known as John Wick. Yeah, he's played quite a lot of characters called John, hasn't he? He has. Um, but for people to still be asking him to do that from Bill and Ted, yeah, excellent adventure. That must be the eighties, isn't it? Mm, is it? Y you carry on. I would on. say it's early nineties. You're going to look it up, aren't you? 
I would say, judging by when I was obsessed with him, it was early 90s and from the fashion of Bill and Ted. 1989. Oh, wow. Yeah. And Bogus Journey was 91. So maybe that's when your obsession kicked in. Because my sister's mm. posters were all bogus journey. It was the good robot asses and the bad robot asses. Possibly, or don't forget, I'm a little bit older than you, Terry. So yeah. maybe by the time I started, oh, just look how handsome they both are. Maybe by the time I started big school, um, I was carrying over Excellent Adventure. Possibly. Um, yeah, I remember having the videos. Yeah, I was very, very much obsessed with Ted, Theodore, Logan, um, and Keanu Reeves, and then obviously. I then became obsessed with the film Speed, but... Um, what a film. Yeah, you say that. Um, <laughs> obviously, I'm not as invested in Keanu Reeves as Terry is, so... I had an argument with someone at work. They said Speed is like their all-time worst film ever because it's just so stupid. I wouldn't say that. Um, I think it really highlights his... Um, <laughs> what did you just describe them as? Slight acting ability. Slight acting ability. <laughs> um but yeah, my Mary is is definitely Bill and Ted. It was the easiest one. As soon as you pick Keanu out, I think, I think I said, I'm said having it, Bill yeah. and Ted. Um, I'm having Bill and Ted. Um, and I would say it's a very close call. I think they're both, you know, it's one of those like rare occasions mm. as well where I think the sequel is as good as the original. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think I'd probably go Bogus Journey. I just yeah. like the whole going to heaven, going to hell. I was going to pick Bogus Journey. And the good robotuses and the bad robotuses. Mm. I think they're just together. They're mm. just a perfect two. Because did you ever watch the TV series as well? It was like an animated one, but it was mm. actually Alex Winter and Keanu Reeves <coughs> doing the voices. It I was think really I'd good. seen odd bits. Yeah. Um, and obviously we've got Bill and Ted 3, Bill and Ted Face the Music to come soon. Um it's been gestating for a very long time, but it's probably like got a screenplay, got a director. They're signed on. William Sadler, who obviously played Death in Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, uh, he signed on to reprise his role as Death. Amazing. It's just, oh, I, yeah, I absolutely love it. So I think Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, didn't I say it was my number one comfort film because I just can watch it over and over again. Uh, so my marry... Um, I genuinely didn't think anyone had a bad word to say about this film, but evidently I hadn't spoken to Sonia about this Hello. film beforehand. Uh, so for me, it was... There were other films that were in the running, like, say, The Bill and Ted's possibly, but for me it was only ever going to be one film, and that <laughs> is The Matrix. So for me, and this is obviously getting away from Keanu slightly, The Matrix was the first time I went to the cinema and saw a film and was like, wow, that's what a film can be. Because I'd never seen anything like it in terms of the effects or even the storyline. Obviously, the, I, it came out in 1999, so it's, it's on its 20th anniversary now. Um, and I, th I think I've said before, I got into films in such a way that I am now quite late on. So at that point, I would have probably watched a couple of films here or there. I wasn't watching like 20-odd films in three weeks like we've talked about here. Um and I saw it, I went to see it randomly because my dad never took me to the cinema. I went to the cinema and I saw it with my dad and my dad came out confused as hell and he still doesn't understand it, no matter how many times you've seen it. But it just... And you talking about how he just really wouldn't, I think his slight acting ability really plays into the role of Neo because he's just, he's very cold. Like when he's in the Matrix as Neo, sorry, as Thomas Anderson... 
he doesn't feel like he belongs. He's very disconnected. And I think his sort of lack of emotion plays into that. And then when he comes out of the Matrix and he's become Neo, again, there's a, like a lack of emotion there because he knows it's not real. And I feel like that plays into it all. Um, just as we always do to cover the point, if you haven't seen or heard of the Matrix... I can't believe there's anyone in I existence I can't believe there hasn't... is either. Strangely enough as well, yesterday on my time hop popped up a thing from two years ago where there was talk of a, a Matrix reboot, um, which, yeah, <clears throat> my comment was burn it, burn it with fire. Um, so Keanu Reeves plays Thomas Anderson, who is like a computer hacker who is trying to find Morpheus, who is this world-renowned computer hacker, and he wants to get to know him. Uh, weird stuff happens... He meets Morpheus and Morpheus offers him a choice of two pills. One pill, he'll wake up in bed and he'll forget anything that's happened. Another pill, he will wake up and he will find out what the Matrix is, but he can never go back. He obviously takes the pill so that he can find out what is going on. And essentially, the entire world as we know it is a computer program run by robots who are using humankind as batteries to power themselves. And they've created the Matrix so that they can basically harness and harvest the energy Humans are just in these sort of buckets of pus, essentially, this gloop. They live, they die, they get shuttled on, they get blended and they get used for food for the rest of the human race. And Neo is pulled out of this and he sees the world as it is this torched earth. It's somewhere in the region of the year 2200 or something like that. They have no idea because of this war. And essentially Morpheus believes that Neo is the one who is destined to return to help them overthrow the matrix and free all of humankind which <coughs> cleverly the one is an anagram of neo Ooh. legit never knew that <laughs> um so everyone's got funky names you've got trinity you've got neo you've got morpheus and the film is about neo discovering or trying to discover if he is indeed the one. Morpheus believes he is. He doesn't think he is. He's given information to believe that he isn't. Um, and essentially it all builds to a one fuck-off great big gun battle in a hallway, which is just one of the most, I think, iconic scenes in cinema. It's one that I always like to throw on when I get a new TV or a new Blu-ray player, or when it came out on Blu-ray, that was the first thing that I threw on because it is just Trinity and Neo and a, about a million bullets just going fucking hell for leather, shooting everything and everyone, and it's just absolutely phenomenal. So I think it really plays into Keanu's acting ability, this role, because it isn't about crying, it isn't about emoting, it is just about confusion, essentially, for him for the most part. And it's just such an iconic film. As I say, I think for me, it was what woke me up to cinema and it just created so many tropes. It created bullet time. It created all those sort of effects. It really sort of pushed the boundaries of what you could get away with in like a mainstream action film. I don't think we'd had one with such a sort of thick idea within it. Um, obviously, it did spawn two sequels, which I still really enjoy, but they aren't anywhere is good they lose the guns for a start and neo just becomes like a martial arts expert which he is in this as well but he uses guns as well but it's just re-watching it again this week it's just little bits like whenever you're in in the matrix at the start when he doesn't know there's this green tint across everything and when he comes out of the matrix it's not green anymore and it's 
just little hints and tips like that. It's the film that brought us the Wachowski, as they were then brothers, but now they're just the Wachowskis, as they're both now women. Um, and it's just, it's just one of my go-to films. It's just, I absolutely love it with all my heart, and it's just mentally brilliant. I like the green tinge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's only one good thing about the Matrix. No, it's not good. I can I can see and yeah, and I was I was watching it and I was thinking, oh my god, the soundtrack because obviously Marilyn Manson's yeah. in the soundtrack, the soundtrack, the clothes, they were so yeah, the long leather fucking jackets. heavy metal. But when I when I just look at it now, I just think it looks so dated. But I can see that it's so iconic, and obviously we went to see it. Yeah, we saw one of the a, early trips to Prince Charles yeah, trilogy with Animatrix thrown in yeah. as well. Um, I just honestly, when I rewatched it, I thought, um, "What is the likelihood of me watching this again? What is the likelihood of me choosing it out because I've got it on Blu-ray? What is the likelihood of me selecting it off the shelf to watch it again? If it's on, or if someone else wants to watch it, fine. But I honestly can't see myself taking it off the shelf to watch it. It's just how I feel about it at the moment. But just very quickly, uh, two things." Um, when I watched John Wick 2 obviously it's got Lawrence Fishburne in it as well yep. hasn't it so those two were reunited um, and I didn't want to interrupt you talking about The Matrix because I know it's very important to you and we have those films that when you go to the cinema make you think oh fuck me this is what a good film is mine was Reservoir Dogs no, I was too young to see that in the cinema um, I was technically too young to see it at the cinema um, but when I was younger, I looked older than I was. And I went with my dad, so... Oh, yeah, they'll, they'll let you in, won't they? Um, but, yeah, when I came yeah, I out Yeah, I love that, Reservoir Dogs. I fucking love it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, when I came out of that, I was just like, oh, this is what good films look like. Um, and that probably changed my view of films. Mm-hmm. And my dad says, wait till you see... Because I think I saw it, it was like a manager's um, yeah. special. Do you remember... Um, oh, you, you're not from around that way. The View Cinema in Garston. Yeah. Every, I think it was on a Tuesday. They used to do a manager's special, and it was a film that had not been in the cinema for a while. And sometimes it might have been a film that was playing a month ago. Yeah. But one time I went and I saw The Evil Dead there. So it's at other times it was films that had been out for ages, yeah. or had not been at the cinema for ages. But they did Reservoir Dogs. But my, I remember my dad saying, "Wait till you see Pulp Fiction." <laughs> um, because that's amazing. Yeah. We've gone massively off topic because Keanu Reeves is in neither of those films. Um, and thank fuck for that. Um, I don't know. I think you'd make a good Mr. Pink. Fucking wouldn't. Um, <laughs> well, yeah. Have we got anything? Oh, I know what I've got to talk about. And also, I forgot a notable mention. It wasn't going to make the list, but it is a film that I like, and that's The Devil's Advocate. Just putting that out there. Yeah, no, I'd completely forgotten about that film until I was going through my DVDs picking out everything that he's been in that I own. But yeah, I, again, I think that's a really good film and like he's decent in it. And that's one of the films, this is where I get into like weird trivia about Keanu Reeves. He was signed on to that film and they were trying to find the devil, obviously in the film was Al Pacino and they were going around with his actions and they couldn't afford Al Pacino. He took a pay cut to get Al Pacino in the film because he knew the film would be better with Al Pacino. Because it's often talked about, obviously, that like he's not a good actor, but apparently he's very clever and he picks his roles obviously very well and he is very happy to like not be the star and like get other people involved and say he 
took a pay cut to give he basically paid Al Pacino to be in a film that's with him. what that's what I think I find so frustrating is because I watch interviews with him and he comes across very have you well. seen him interviewed about John Wick he is so excitable when he talks about John Wick I've seen a few things about John Wick but mainly I've been watching special features with him in um and the special features for John Wick 2 are amazing yeah. like if you're a fan of film it's worth getting John Wick 2 on Blu-ray just to watch the special features. They are so good. Um, and it makes a nice change now as well. I think a lot of times you buy Blu-rays and the, the special features can be a bit shit. Yeah. But when you've got something that's loaded with special features, you really feel like you're getting your money. It's all the training footage of him on shooting ranges yeah, exactly, and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. But just talking about the films as well. And that's what I, I find so frustrating is when he's Keanu Reeves and he's talking, he comes across so well. And then it's like, when they say, okay, and action, it's like he removes... Because he's acting. No, it's like he's not. It's like he's anti-acting, in my opinion. I just feel like... I, I don't... I don't know. He puts on a slight voice as well. It's just... I can't be the only person that sees this, that... No, he's he's one of those people that's constantly derided as being like a really shit actor, but, but I he don't, just keeps cracking out great film i don't get it when i see him speak <laughs> and he's funny as well and he just seems so nice yeah and he gets like the, the train like normal people and stuff doesn't he he again like things so for the matrix sequels he got paid like ridiculous money. i think he got paid like 20 million dollars for each and he got like 15 percent cut on the films and when you bear in mind the films made like hundreds and hundreds of millions the last day of shooting these trucks arrived and he'd bought every single member of the stunt team a Harley Davidson because he knew that the film was nothing without the stunt team because obviously of all the effects and all the thing. And yet he just constantly does stuff like that. Like buys Because apparently he only bought a house about five years ago, which when you bear in mind the man is 53 years old. As we said, mentioned earlier, he's had quite the traumatic personal life. And that's sort of part of it. Because obviously there's all those memes about sad Keanu and stuff like that. So he, he does just take himself out to dinner. He sits on his own. He gets the subway. He just seems like, say, a genuinely nice guy. Mm. Um, can I do the the listener poll? Yes, yes. Um, so I put a little um, request out for people to get in touch with their favourite Keanu films. Uh, we had quite a lot of people get in touch. And the, the the feedback was actually very broad. We got lots of different suggestions. So actually, um, the films that came out on top... I don't know if that affects you the films that came out on top, um, yeah, that does affect it. Thanks for throwing this in right now. <laughs> Sorry, I forgot I did minute. it. Um, hold on. Sorry, listeners. Terry's just thrown. <laughs> I forgot some I did more something. Results at me. Why is Bogus Journey on there? An excellent adventure, isn't? I don't know. That's not going to score anyway. Not now. Okay, there is a clear winner. Fucking Johnny Knight. Right, okay. <laughs> so, actually, your results... Has that changed it? No. <laughs> it, it actually just reinforced the top three. What do you think? I think it's going to be either John Wick or The Matrix. Um, the top... Uh, I'd probably go John Wick just because it's the more recent. The top film is Constantine... 
And joint second is John Wick and Speed. How about that? I won't go into the others because then we're t- sort of talking dribs and drabs. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm not going to argue with that top three. It's decent, isn't it? I'm yeah. surprised The Matrix isn't in it. Yeah, I but, think um, it's just, I think a lot of people it's dropped off their radar because like you say, it is break. a bit dated. Let's yeah. talk, you know, because a few point people break, mentioned... Point Break, I forgot about as well. Point Break. Mentions. Some iconic, like obviously he plays the iconic Johnny Utah. What Brilliant. a fucking name. Brilliant. It's just full, full on floppy hair. Surfer dude, the iconic like, I am an FBI agent. Just oh, magnificent. Him and Patrick Swayze, what a double act. Um, and Terry out acting Keanu Reeves there <laughs> with his impression. Uh, but yeah, we, quite a lot of people got in touch. It seems to be there's quite a lot of love for Keanu Reeves. Perhaps I'm the only person that... I think it's potentially more... Not keen. He makes good films, but like you say, he's not necessarily the best bit about them. And possibly, like we, like we said with Devil's Advocate, it's because he's getting people around him that's going to elevate the film, or it's just he's making films that he wants to make. And I feel like that helps with it. There's sometimes you watch a film and you can clearly see that someone has signed on because of a paycheck. I'm looking at you, John Travolta, um, and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, because John Travolta's listening. <laughs> yeah, you, John Travolta. Um, but he's clearly signing on for films. Like Obviously, the fact they're making Bill and Ted 3 is obviously something that he wants to do and he's pushed through. John Wick is obviously something... Which apparently John Wick was originally meant to be a much older actor or like an older character because he's a retired... But then they suddenly realised that could you really rely on like a really old person to do the things that John Wick really does? Really old? Um, yeah. Tom Cruise? <coughs> how, how old is Tom Cruise? Tom Cruise is like 55. There's not oh, much... Oh, okay, right. so there's not that much difference, there's is there? Because well, like... what we haven't touched on, you did mention his age, but how fucking good does he look oh, for 53? For fi- I mean, he looks younger than me and he's got 20 years on me. It's just... You're not only 33. I'm 34. Oh, are you? Yeah. Um, yeah, he has done well then, hasn't he? Because <laughs> like, he's not even like that grey. Like, he's got a full head of like black hair. He's got a bit of a greying beard. But, yeah, sensational. And we haven't even mentioned the fact that he was in a band for a bit as well. Didn't he play Glastonbury with his band as well? Dogstar. <laughs> dog shit. I mean, by all accounts, didn't he they play were. Glastonbury? Dog shit. <laughs> he was a bassist. <laughs> Again, doing stuff that he wanted to do. Fair play. Yeah. I mean, apparently he's done Shakespeare on stage as well. I bet that would be off. interesting. In like Canada, because he's Canadian, I believe. He's like done like local theatre. Amdram. <laughs> yeah. Fucking would be. And he was in a Kenneth Branagh. Um, Shakespeare as well. Much Ado About Nothing. Yeah, I knew that. I've, I've got that. I've seen it. It's got an orange um, sleeve. Yeah, it's got Denzel in it as well, isn't it? Has it? Didn't know yeah. that. Did Steve tell you that? No. You, you probably would have done if I'd given him half a fucking chance. <laughs> yeah, Terry, borrow my copy of Much Ado About Nothing. I can't open the box. It's all stuck <laughs> together. No, it'd be like that where it's all, it'd open, but it'd slam shut again. <laughs> I just wouldn't be able to keep it open. Oh. Oh, dear. <laughs> Again, we've gone slightly off-piste. Um, <laughs> anything else you'd like to say about the charismatic and enigmatic Keanu Reeves? I can't think of anything right now, but I'm sure as soon as we press the stop button, we'll come up with a brilliant Obviously, anecdote. I'm not sure if you're aware of this. I assume you possibly are. He has got a role in Toy Story 4. They have not divulged Someone what it is. did tell me that, yeah. But I'm kind of hoping it's a John Wick toy. How fucking cool would it be to have John Wick in Toy Story 4? Hopefully not killing everyone. Why would it be John Wick? 
Why wouldn't it be John Wick? It might be a Bill and Ted toy. It could be Bill and Ted. All I know is that it was announced and the next day someone did like a fan-made poster and it was the John Wick toy and he was like stood over loads of dead bodies or dead toys. Um, but yeah, so excited to see what happens. And obviously we've got John Wick 3 Parabellum to come in May because I'm going to the Prince Charles to see John Wick 1 and 2 back to back, which I'm very, very excited about. Mm. Um, I declined, yeah. didn't I? You did indeed. But now that I've seen John Wick 2, I'm glad. Cool. So any more for any more? I'm all done. We will let you know via the social media what our next topic is going to be. Yeah, as ever. Because we'll, we haven't chosen it yet. Yeah, we'll draw it after the pod because that way we can just be a bit... We're not necessarily I would say we draw it. We, we go yeah, we through pick the them, subject. Yeah. Yeah, we That's what, it, it's not as, it's not as um, freewheeling as it used to be. Yeah, we pick a couple and then pick one from it because we're, we're lazy, essentially. We don't want to end up watching a shitload of films. We don't fancy watching... I would say we're the very opposite of lazy. By choose by specifically choosing a subject we can s- anyway again we don't need to talk about this <laughs> on the we pod. need to learn to self-edit cool yeah. so the social media so we are theatrical cut pod on instagram i am prefax and sonia is mallory underscore watches uh, you can find us on facebook at theatrical cut pod again and you can email us at theatrical cut at gmail.com if you want to say suggest a topic if you'd like to talk about, tell us about a film that you like. If you want to talk to me about Keanu Reeves, let's set up a pen pal situation. Let's get someone else who really likes Keanu involved. If you are going to do that, if you could just send us a, a pre-email so that I can remove that email account from my phone. <laughs> I don't want to read those messages. Um, and yet, please like like us on Facebook, like our Instagram post. Really desperate. <laughs> please, please like us. us on Facebook. Uh, if you if you feel so inclined, leave a little review on iTunes or SoundCloud. And we're now on Spotify. I don't think we've mentioned that before. No. We do put it on our post. So yeah, so you can get us on SoundCloud, iTunes and Spotify. So yeah. It's the more, future. Yeah, more places to get to get us in your ears. Um and then the mother pod, too much time on our hands is T M T O O H on both Instagram and Twitter, and they also have their own Facebook page. And that is everything. Anything else you would like to say before we go, I would just like to say thank you for listening, Um, and thank you to everyone who got in touch. So lots of people got in touch with us about Keanu Reeves, and we're very appreciative. Yeah, we always like listener feedback. Okay, that's us done. Mic drop. (laughs) 